What up, everybody? Welcome back to Love and Grit. I'm Laia. I'm Justin. And I'm Rachel. And happy Black Music Month to you. As we celebrate the contributions of Black folks to this thing called music, we would also like to remind you that it took some Philadelphians to make this month happen. Yes, please allow for this humble brag and shout out to Kenny Gamble and Deanna Williams. (laughs) Our two guests today are the direct recipients of the music and the city. Bino French has been hard at work delivering his sound to Philadelphia by not giving up his day job to make it a part of his mission to keep it all the way real. And Brianna Cash finds the time to make hit songs and give back to the youth. Cause that's what Philly does. But first, a quick game of Philly Faves. Today's topic. In honor of Black Music Month, your favorite Philly music legend. Rachel, you go first as always. Say that like three times fast. Definitely going to say Teddy Pendergrass. I'm going to say turn off the lights. Somebody told me. And if you don't know me by now. Wait, somebody told me. I got to remember that one. Somebody. How'd that go, Rachel? No, I'm, I can't sing. I'm not singing. Oh, okay. I got that word. You tried it. Oh, I got one. It's going to be Phyllis Hyman. Living in confusion. You know how to love me. Yes, you do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Rest mm-hmm. in peace, Phyllis. P.S. Look forward to Jill Scott playing Phyllis Hyman real soon. Go ahead. Ooh, tease. Mm. Okay, I'm going to blow you all away. Ahead, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Chubby Checker. Okay, name me, name me one more Chubby Checker song. Ah, I got you. Just joking. <laughs> it's okay. That song was big enough. Let's just start the show. Listen. That. I love it. You know what? This is going to be a fun show. This is going to be a fun show. I'm excited. It's Monday morning. You look amazing. I just want to help you to wake up and start your day off. West Philly's own Bino French is known as being the number one crooner in the city. Though his journey started as most Philly artists with open mic events, he quickly began to make a name for himself. This rep enabled him to begin opening shows for the likes of The Dream, Music Soul Child, Ryan Leslie, Ty Dolla Sign, and many more. It also led him to becoming one of the most popular artists in the city. However, his strategy of combining his talent with his day job at UPS is the perfect combination of love and grit that has him appealing to the masses. Also, you're part of the Love and Grit live concert series. Yeah. I typically don't get nervous at shows. That's where I feel like the most at home. But because I hadn't seen live in over a year, mm. it was ner- it was nerve wracking. Like I didn't know how I was going to feel. I didn't know how I was going to sound. Because singing live and singing in the studio is two different worlds. But once you got on stage and got comfortable, it's like riding a bike. It's something you never forget how to do. Once I got relaxed, I was I kind of got in the zone. So. It was cool. Like, I had a great time. What made you decide that this was the show to, like, come back? Why was this the moment? One, because I just wrapped up a new project. So it's kind of really time to start getting back in, in motion with live performances, getting back in front of people. And I took COVID extremely serious. One, because I had it in the very beginning. Once I got through it... And we're it so happy you're better. Blessings. Thank you. Thank you. So once I got through it, I was like extremely strict with me, my friends, my family. I was blessed with family members that when I was sick, my mom or my dad or my grandma would pop by on my porch and drop food off and stuff like that. So just getting back out there, it felt like it was time to start coming out of the shell. I called my band and hey, they were with it. So we had a good show. So tell us how you got started. Where did you grow up in Philly? How did your music career get shaped? Uh, grew up in West Philadelphia. You know, you got to do West Philadelphia. Born, born, born and raised. raised. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, <laughs> came up in West Philadelphia. I come from a very musical family, from my grandfather and my grandmother. 
my sisters, my mom. My father's a musician. My father is a guitar player. So, so what age to... did you start really singing and realizing your abilities? The first time I tried to sing, I was like around 12. I was like a late woman when it came to singing. I wasn't like the other singers that say they came out the womb singing. I was in front of the church at three, four years old. Wasn't yeah. me <laughs> at all. <laughs> the other thing with those singers are their voices change. Exactly. And not always for the better. <laughs> <laughs> so... Yeah, I started singing around 12, 13 years old. And the first time I sang in front of people was at a school talent show. My mom, she was the push because she was huge on, you're singing on the choir. Because my mom wasn't one of those moms that would say, oh, my baby, he just sound good. Nah, she nah. didn't play that. <laughs> you mom, flat. <laughs> you a little flat, baby. <laughs> All that. So she was like, if you're going to sing, you're going to really sing. I'm not going to let you embarrass yourself. So... I'm going to put you in the choir. And that was probably like one of the best decisions she's ever done for me because it strengthened my voice. It helped me find my voice and it got me where I'm at today. And I, I feel really, really good about it. Do you um, remember what song you did in the talent show? Yup, it was Drew Hill's Beauty. I was obsessed Ooh, with Drew Hill. That's a good one right there. That's a real good one. <laughs> I was obsessed with Drew Hill. The original first song I wanted to sing, my mother said, no, it was sleeping in my bed. That's a classic, Mom. <laughs> That's fresh. You being too what? fresh, too fresh, too soon. Okay? Exactly. Too much. Team, too exactly. much. When did Beano French come into effect? Because I'm like, who is Beano French? What is this name about? Because that wasn't what you, who you were when you was singing in the choir. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. So, like, you didn't have to say all that. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. It was my thing, because I'm like, Beano has been a staple singer, of course, in Philadelphia's music scene for the last, I ain't going to say the years, because he's still like a baby. So, but that question, I feel like I never knew the answer to. Who the hell is Beano French? Beano French is, first of all, French is my real last name. So okay. Beano is a nickname that was given to me by my big cousins. And I, could, I the name evolved, because I was BJ at first, Barton Jr., which I was named that to my father. My cousins, I forget how Beans or Beano, because at first it was Beans. And then- There's already one. Yeah, it was Beans. And then my cousin, <laughs> like, Beano, my cousin Chaz, he adds O to everything. My parents had a shore house. We go to the shore every year and we met some girls on the boardwalk and I called myself Beano and they liked it. And it stuck. <laughs> And then he started to sing. He was making up a, your yeah. own songs about summer. That's how we had the mm -hmm. summer theme song. <laughs> my junior year in high school is when I really started trying to get into singing. Like my mom and my dad started putting me in talent shoes and stuff like that. I do want to talk about what Live Nation Urban has started with Blackstream Live and what that means for artists, to artists. And I wanted to just get your take on hearing about this new launch of Blackstream Live. What type of opportunity is that to you for other artists and, you know, owning their music and just really celebrating Black artists? Yeah, just coming up in music and... My, my mother and my father, they would always try to give me as much knowledge as, as, the, as they possibly could. So hearing how Blackstream Live is now putting Black music in the forefront, because you've, you've heard and seen so many stories of Black artists that had these hit songs that were taken and then turned into pop songs. And then we didn't even know about half of these people. So 
I love the fact that people are getting their flowers now and a platform like Blackstream Live, that won't ever happen again. Cause it's like, look, these are these artists that you need to tune into. And it makes it even better that this is Black Music Month. So mm-hmm. the fact that everything is kind of doing a full circle moment, it feels amazing and, and more artists should tap in. And I appreciate Live Nation and Blackstream Live for giving us this platform, especially on the indie side. Cause you know, everybody can go cut a check to a huge artist and they come and bring whatever following they have but to oh right to a label right and just, yeah. yeah and partner up with exactly. a label just yeah but you know do you understand the full circle of all of this of black music month of you of being a you being a philadelphia artist and philly born and understanding that black music month was born and bred out of philadelphia philadelphians do you ever have this overwhelming feeling as a philadelphian when it comes to all of this just history especially in the music I mean, I do now because I did not know that Black Music Month started in Philadelphia. I've always been extremely, extremely big on bigging up our Black artists, our forefathers, especially going from Philadelphia. Like, we're not going to act like we ain't had a sound of Philadelphia, T.S.O.P. Right. Kenny and Gamble Huff, like, Mama's Boy down there with Dre and Vidal. Like, right. come on. I tell people all the time, like, as a kid, even up to now, like, I've been outside. So what I mean by I've been outside is my dad would take me to his rehearsal. Now, my father's played for Cool in the Gang, Music Soul Child. I knew you was downplaying your family. Keep going, keep going, keep going. <laughs> Kathy Sledge, Sister Sledge and everybody. TSOP, Sound of Philly. Sledge. Just circling back to what you were saying, I've always had such pride in being from the city of Philadelphia and the, and the history that comes from here. I big it up any way that I possibly can. Like the cover art of my first project is the block I grew up on and I'm going to try to make it like a thing to anything that I release, I'm going to have Philly in it. Because I think some artists feel as though we can't rep where we're from, but then I look at other artists and where they're from, they rep it to the death from the way they talk, to the way they take their pictures, the way they dress. And it's something I've even made an emphasis on when I record music. So producers and engineers would usually tell me like, don't say it like this. So as of late, I'm like, I'm saying it like this because this is how we say it Because I'm from Philly, right. Because I'm from Philly. So I'm going to say John, I'm going to say water, I'm going to say water ice, I'm, I'm, I'm doing whatever I can. This is how I talk where I'm from. And I want people to grasp that when they look at me as an artist. Yo, I literally am laughing because I was recording something the other day, a commercial, and the lady said, you know, you, can you say water? She said, are you from Philly? It's a very real thing. Yes, I love that. And you, I love the fact that you hear Laia's voice, like bunny trail for a second. I love that we hear Laia's voice everywhere, whether it's like... Yes. Theraflu. Laia sounds so knowledgeable, like, huh? I don't know nothing. Well, Laia recommended it. I'm going to take this call. Madison. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Speaking of that, I want to know why Bino isn't doing UPS commercials yet. Because right. or singing a jingle for him, you know, like because hey. the way the way that you have incorporated. Go ahead, speak on it. it speak on it. It's so crazy because literally two weeks before COVID hit, they asked you to record something for them. Yes, I was in the office and my boss, my guy Mark. That's my guy over there. He Shout out to Mark. Mark, he just retired. He said, um, yo, so I played your song for this lady in the office and they're doing something. They want to fly you somewhere and everything like that. And literally two weeks later, everything halted. No exaggeration. I'm telling my mom, everybody, like, yo, I don't know what they want me to do, but they came across my song Monday morning. He said, yo, the 
they saw the video and was like, wait, he worked for us? Yes, <laughs> it's time to circle back. Yes. So I actually just circled back a week ago with Mark and he said the lady is no longer with the company. But you're gonna try to see if anybody else is like filling the void because he said they are picking up like operations and things like that back up. Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. What was it like to work for UPS during the pandemic? It was different than being an essential worker. Like I work in Center City, so I was delivering medicine, asthma pumps and everything to doctor's offices, uh, urgent cares, everything. So it was weird being in the city and it was empty. But, you know, making sure people still got their medicine and things of that nature, it felt good. Work slowed down like a lot, but it picked up so much in the residential areas. People home, people shopping. Yeah, I live uh, in a building and I feel bad for our UPS, man. I think they make two deliveries a day and like they load it up. I, every day I see them, I'm like, I just say, I'm sorry. So if you feel so bad, does that mean you don't order? So they don't gotta have the extra? What's that mean? You feeling bad, Justin? He still I, I just feel bad. <laughs> I mean, I so there's empathy versus sympathy. <laughs> All right, Jay. I was just, I was just asking. You know, I was just curious. I'm sorry. Last UPS question, because you know, I always thought it was so dope that you even, you saw the vision and letting people know that this is my day gig, but I can show y'all mm -hmm. how it all comes together. Can you just tell a story behind what made you make that decision? And I know people was like, you gonna really show people that you work for UPS? You're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to be showing, you know, glitz and glamour and all that stuff. <clears throat> I think it's um the Philly in me. I think being from Philadelphia, you know we're a blue collar city and everybody from Philadelphia loves an underdog story and people like to grow with you. Like people that have been listening to Love and Grit, they want to listen to it to the point of like, they got a deal now so we can really be hype about it. So right. I felt as though it was it's better to be unapologetically yourself and people see that I don't got it all figured out yet but I'm working towards it and I'm good. Mm. And y'all can be a part of this story of getting me to that next level. And that was just something I thought of on a whim. Like it wasn't like a ploy to like, I want them to buy it. I was like, look bro, I'm gonna be me. If you see me sell out a show then catch me at work on Center City, that's what it is. I don't got it all yet. Yes. I, I'm like, but when I get there, we gonna, we gonna celebrate when I get to the point of being able to quit this job. We gonna, when I say we gonna celebrate, we gonna celebrate. You don't want to feel unattainable until you aren't. Yes. We also live in a day and age where people are waiting to expose you for something. Cancel culture is awful. Exactly. Like, what do you want to, you can't expose me if I'm already showing you that. And, and you're living authentically. My family is like that. It hasn't ever been a facade with us. Anything we work for that may look luxurious or look like we rich, bro, we work our butts off for it. And I kind of probably got it from my dad. My dad has toured the world and he's come back and worked for the school district. That's what a working musician does the most oftentimes, and people don't get to see that. People just see the, the high or the low. They don't see none of the in-between. Exactly. So, like I said, it wasn't like a ploy or a part of my yeah. scheme. It just was like, yo, I'm going to be me. And if it, you, you can accept it or you can't. And It's refreshing. Yes. Tell us where we can follow you on social media. Everything is Beano French. B-E-A-N-O-F-R-E-N-C-H. That's Twitter, Instagram and Facebook, yeah. Great, we'll see you there. And we can't wait to see your performance and interview on Blackstream Live. Yes. From Loving Grit. Yeah. More than appreciated from the indie artist from the city. Okay, her's new fire potato chips and cheese curls, they are spicy.
Whew. They're hot as snacks yet. Hold on. Whew. But you know, it's not just heat. There's some nice, sweet, and savory stuff going on, too. Ooh, there's that heat again. It burns, but it burns so tasty. Ooh, that's hot. Find Hearst Fire Snacks at your store today. Whew. Taste the flavor, feel the heat, break out the Hearst. Brianna Cash has become the next generation of North Philly artists making moves. On the heels of Jill Scott, another North Philly girl, Brianna brings her love for church singing and creative writing together to form this powerful performer we see today. When she joined forces with Philly powerhouse and legacy Pop Wanzel, magic happened in the form of the music and her record deal with Interscope. And while Brianna is off making hit songs like Pre-COVID's Numb, she also continues her community outreach work with her organization, Youth of the Culture. What keeps you going around the clock with all these things? Um, black coffee about like eight times a day. And... <laughs> And passion and ambition, I'd say, and just that I'm pretty focused on my goals and all the things that I want to accomplish. So that's kind of gets me through it. And my manager, too, I'm always like, if I'm not like doing it actively, I'm probably like crying on the phone with him about it. And then we're like, <laughs> get the crying session out of the way. And I'm like, cool, I could do this. On to the next thing. What's a typical Brianna Cash day? Okay, so. Currently, I work full time. So I work talk about it. Week. I mean, I know it's a little taboo for people that are signed. Is like, no. you know, oh, we, they live the whole facade and the whole thing on Instagram. So I am signed, and Interscope is a great label. But until I'm able to put more music out, I'm working full time. Cause why not? I mean, I'm currently Brianna Castro, but I've always been Brianna Cash, and for a reason, I'm always I've been about my money. So that's first and foremost. Second, I'm very passionate about music. So until we figure out how to make that, you know, the full time thing is just keep grinding until you can't no more you know tell us a little bit about the fact that you're signed with interscope but you're working with a lot of philly folks like your your philly team tell us a little bit about that and who you're working with and what that's like we love that you're representing philly that's exciting oh thank you i just feel like it makes sense stick with the people you come up with so i know my manager been managing me since i was a janitor at penn what uh, yeah. me and my best friend b-rock did this mixtape on GarageBand and it was all acoustic and put it out and it kind of did a little thing locally. And then somebody at Penn had recognized me and they were like, I had this guy, Brandon Pankey, he's into music. Maybe he can help you. And I was like, all right. And then I met him at my home studio. From there, we just been together. So yeah, that's my manager. And you know, of course, he grew up being really one of my best friends. We're so excited that you're part of the Love and Grit concert series. Blackstream Live on Twitch is amazing. Tell us what it was like. It was a lot of fun. Really love the platform and what it stands for, Blackstream Live. It was my first time playing at the Met, so that was definitely dope and a moment I'ma cherish. As far as what Live Nation Urban and this new endeavor as it relates to Blackstream Live, where you are showcasing not only up-and-coming artists, but also Philadelphia's music scene in addition to Black and Latina artists. What does that mean for you as a woman of color? The fact that you have this platform and they're really focused on highlighting diverse artists. I would just say, what a time to be alive. Like, that's amazing. Honestly, it's crazy because like we make the culture, right? Black and brown people, we create this culture, hip hop, R&B, all this, right? We're responsible for all of it. And a lot of the times the artists that are creating the culture and shift the culture and music are not 
the biggest influencers or have the biggest following, it's a really important thing that they're doing supporting artists that are up and coming and giving them the platform because mm. it's almost like not available until you don't need it anymore. It's like, right. you know, we spend our whole entire careers trying to crack the code, like, okay, what's going to make it go viral? What's going to make this go up? How are we going to become successful? So I think of platforms like especially Live Nation Urban focused on, you know, helping the, the homegrown artists that are mostly black and brown. That's really important because it's giving them another opportunity to get to that next level. We are celebrating Black Music Month. A lot of people don't know the Black Music Month. A lot of the people who constructed it are from Philadelphia. But on a music note, I'm curious for you from a creative standpoint when it comes to Philadelphia and from a music business standpoint when it comes to Philadelphia, who you've looked at and gone, okay, I want to build from something like that, from creative to business. Okay. I would say the people in my team, like just even seeing like how my producer came up. So Pop, just mm. his whole entire journey, him being part of the uh, Philadelphia sound, like music sound, even from like a business standpoint, my manager, like you guys know, Brandon and his his journey, his professional career. It's cool because I'm kind of able to look in my circle and kind of look up to their journeys. But also, of course, in a more like creative sense, people like The Roots and Music Soul Child and Jill Scott, you know, Flow Tree, for real, for real. Just looking at them and just listening to their music and seeing how they were able to influence the culture and just really, you know, have that sound. Like, you know what somebody's talking about when they say, oh, that sounds like Philly. Well, that's right. a very Philly sound. Yeah, so I think that that's amazing. And I just like, I hope to contribute to that sound, that Philadelphia sound. Be part Even of those... Sound. Those two gentlemen, as you mentioned, Brandon Paking, because he's going to be a part of Philadelphia music history, even if he isn't already. <laughs> but with Pop Wanzel, I was always curious, like with folks like you that are the same age as Pop, were y'all aware of who his dad, Dexter Wanzel, were? Or were you just like, oh, Pop, okay, he dope, and no. that's what it is. Yeah, so he's actually like, what, six years older than me or five years older than me? We kind of, it's like a little bit of a gap. So I didn't know until like, I think my aunt was like, uh, you know who Dexter Wanzel is? I'm like, <laughs> And I'm like, bro, my aunt, she loves your dad. Uh, is there any way <laughs> you could get Mr. Dexter? Just to me, it's Mr. Cause you know, we're also friends. So to me, it's just Mr. Dexter. So I just, Mr. Dexter, I didn't, I didn't really know. So I'm like, you think, you know, you think your pop could like say hi to my aunt? I don't know. <laughs> so, and then, you know, becoming friends and then listening to the music and then realizing like, oh, like your dad's really a legend. And then learning about his journey and how he started off with music really young and learning from his dad, I just think is really inspiring and really dope. How would you say your own personal music has evolved from when you first met your manager and first started working with pop to where you are now? It's crazy. I would say... I did this whole mixtape on the garage band with an acoustic guitar, which was probably way out of tune. Um, it was it was horrible. And I shouldn't say it's horrible actually, because it was it was a beautiful time to create that music with my friend B Rock. But from then till now, I would say totally transformed. I mean, it's definitely still R and B, but it's just a little bit more hip hop influence, I say. And it definitely sounds like I don't even want to say I would say it sounds like Philly, but I mean, it, that's what I've been told. They say it sounds like Philly, they being the people that have heard it. So, I mean, I think it's evolved more into that Philly sound that I'm trying to accomplish. I remember when we last spoke, you mentioned being a huge Sixers fan. So I know you're happy they're in the yeah. playoffs. Mm. I'm very excited. I feel good. She's holding up her Sixers hat. hat. Like, I remember you were a huge Embiid fan. Still M, still currently M, MVP, MVP. Without a I'm doubt. Yeah, yes, absolutely. Better ride hard. <laughs> it's nice out. 
The restrictions are lifting. I feel like everyone's asking me, like, where should we eat? Where should we go? What would you would, tell people if they're asking you, where should they say, eat? Where should they go? Yo, I've been going to Maroons every day. What's this? What is this? What is this? What is this? Water ice on 63rd and Race. Hold on now. Now, what kind of water ice we talking about? It's it's in. Listen, it's the texture of the water ice. To get the cherry water ice, you need to get you a large, not a medium, not a small. Get a large. The texture is so smooth. You would think there's some kind of like cream in there, but it's not. The texture is so crazy. I'm so crazy. When it comes to texture of water ice, it's important. The one thing that people keep saying they miss the most is live music. Mm. So you must be so excited to be able to give that to people yes i'm really excited i'll be excited to put out music first and foremost and then be able to perform it absolutely yeah like last year i feel like this, like a lot of artists feel this way they didn't realize how much they like love the show or that energy just missing that mm-hmm. and so we really had to do that from home the lives are cool and the zoom sessions are cool but it's always kind of like a little delay it's a little it just feels different so definitely live music is something to look forward to absolutely do you feel like y'all are a collective? Like, do you feel like a lot of the new Philly artists, and I say new, I kind of mean within the last five years and younger, do you feel like y'all have some type of bond or community? Absolutely. We call it the scene. It's also like the target group of Live Nation Urban and Black Stream Live is we're all black and brown people that are musicians. So I would say it's like the tight knit community. It's a beautiful thing. Are you allowed to tell us about any up and coming projects? Yeah, um, like a Fallen album. All right, so I do have a project put together. We are currently just trying to figure out how we're going to put that out. I should be shooting the video for my next single this summer and trying to put that out ASAP. Do you need backup dancers? We need backup dancers, backup singers, backup strippers, um, backup. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, no, I was, I was here for it. Like, it was basically <laughs> raising her hand without raising it. Like, oh. So, <laughs> that means it's a mid-tempo, John. Like, your next single is going to be like, what's it going to, it's not going to be a ballad. No, it's not. So do you always work with the same stylist? I'm going to go to the questions I like. I mean, no, have you seen part? her? No, her publicity shots are mm-hmm. amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, you look gorgeous. Uh, thank you so much. So for the most part, I would say, I guess so, yeah, because we only did like one photo shoot, to be completely honest, in that one video. So like, I guess kind of you could say that, but for the most part, I'm doing it myself. And I like to go as natural as possible so I don't look like too far off from the right. room. So I was watching the um, Pink documentary and she <laughs> does her own hair for concerts. Mm. It's like her alone time. Pink and cornrow. It's, look, look at Philly. Philly's so talented. It's a good it's documentary, by the way. Definitely important to pop. Oh, what we didn't ask Brianna about was her organization, though. Okay, cool. So Youth of the Culture, it is for the black and brown kids. And we make sure that we make that known. And we being me and my partner, Kim, we feel like we grew up with a lot of these resources not accessible to us. And it's not that it's like they say, oh, this is for white kids only, but they make it pretty known, right? And they make us feel kind of excluded and it's not included in our school systems and are in our neighborhoods. So we went ahead and made this very specific program targeted to our youth in our community. And what we have done in the past since 2018, we provide a free summer camp with free educational sessions and free food. And then at the end of the program, we give them free back to school supplies and then the sessions they're like all over the place but not limited to like financial literacy Mm. we do have some creative time but i feel like to me it's really important for me as an artist not to impose my dreams or my career goals i feel like a lot of artists come in they're like we're gonna make a music program it's like not all the kids in the hood and from the community want to be artists or basketball players i feel like that agenda is always pushed on our kids right? right so we just hone in on everything we really like sit down with them 
grab their two short-term goals, one long-term goal, and then just try to help them succeed in that. And hopefully it helps them navigate into like their adulthood and to like what they want to do, truly do what their passion is as a career and just basically try to give them the resources that they need. I love the kids. So I want to have my own school one day when I'm like older. So yeah, something I really Yeah, that was about. what I was going to ask you. You said two short-term goals and one long-term goal. What's your long-term goal? My long-term goal? All right. I have a lot of long-term goals. All of them consist of making a lot of money. Right. <laughs> no, but I do want, I want to have my own high school and I want to have a farm, like a community farm. Because all the kids that I talk to, their whole thing is like, I want to make money. I want to get a job. So I'd be like, wow, it'd be so cool if there's a way to like implement a, a program where they're able to have like a farm. They're able to, so they're learning about agriculture, right? And then on top of that, the things that they grow there, they're able to sell. And then that's a way to provide jobs for students. And then through there, other funds are going towards helping that business and then also going back into the school and then into the community. Do you still have your Instagram account or anything that you want to mention? Yes. So my Instagram account is Castro Brianna, C-A-S-T-R-O, Brianna, B-R-I-A-N-N-A. I love it. I love hearing you speak. I love hearing your journey. You're so special. And I love that you're a Philadelphian. Born and raised. Love Philadelphia. (laughs) Greatest city in the world. People look at me crazy. I'll be be in these sessions in LA like, they're like, where you from? I'm like, best city in the world. They're like, so from where? I'm like, you don't know Philadelphia? Like, what? All right, you can check out the Loving Grit concert series on Blackstream Live on Twitch. You can get all the details at visitphilly.com. There's like six amazing concerts. I am wow. so excited for this. Guy. I cannot believe we have a concert series. Like, y'all, we have made it. Like, I we just want to say that. Right? That is such a good point. I can't wait for us to have our Love and Grit event series. Stay yeah. tuned, as they say. And we'll talk to you next time. Subscribe. Hurry up. Bye. Bye.